0: Yes, we're joined right now with Nakia Louie, who is an Australian uh, playwright and actor and writer and all-around superstar. Uh, are you there, Nakia? Yes, hello. Hello. Thanks How so are
1: much you for joining us. <laughs>
0: Pardon? Thanks
2: so much for joining us.
1: Oh, no, thank you for having me.
0: Um, so you're here to talk about uh, your new production of Black Showgirls, which is playing at the Malt House.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. it's opening um, next month. No, this month.
0: This month. <laughs> Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, tell us a bit about the show.
1: Yes, yeah, so like Showgirls is like a loose adaptation of the movie Showgirls. Oh. Or, something that I am paying homage to and it's about, it's kind of set in an alternative reality where, uh, in Breeze Vegas, where Aboriginal showgirls are like Beyonce meets Kim Mm. Kardashian and they're the superstars and everybody wants to be them because um, Aboriginal uh, topless dancing is is the the thing to do.
0: (laughs) So is is it a musical? No. No, okay.
2: Is it yeah. based... You sort of say it's a parallel universe, but obviously there are certainly influences and, and sort of criticisms and comments on our own society and our own
0: universe. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, most Definitely.
0: Can you talk a bit uh, about... Uh, oh, that was a of... question?
1: Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, Cool. Um, yeah, so it, um, I'm a massive fan of the film Showgirls and I'm a massive fan of dance films. And yeah. Showgirls is just a dance film except, you know, taken to this kind of writing territory. Yeah. Um, and what I found really interesting about that film is that it's this world where, you know, uh, dance is performed and sex is this commodity and so during that point in my career i was kind of having a lot of meetings with different theaters and production companies and everyone kept telling me i should do an adaptation and all the adaptations were from kind of like old white men right like you should do a reformation comedy and all of this stuff and um i thought it would be funny to pitch showgirls and i thought it'd be really interesting to examine like gender sex Politics um, through this prism of race using a film like Showgirls.
2: Fantastic, yeah, because of course the film itself isn't especially political, is it?
1: I, I think that's, that's up to debate. I think it is uh-huh. actually quite political. I think a lot of people look down on it because, you know, it's, there's a question of taste there and, yeah. you know, Elizabeth Berkeley Elizabeth is giving it her all. But I think there's actually a really interesting conversation yeah. happening in that film about sex politics and gender. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Now, tell us a bit about, uh, is it Ginny or Ginny, the uh, main character? Ginny. Ginny. uh, What first step did you take when creating her? What was the most important element to get your protagonist right?
1: So the protagonist of Black Showgirls is Ginny, uh, Ginny Jones, who's from a town called Chittal, who grew up without her mother um, Mm. in this kind of white town, and her mother's Aboriginal, not so Ginny thinks. Um, and so mm-hmm. she wants to, you know, she loves black showgirls and she travels to uh, Bruce Vegas to find out more about her, her mother after she finds out her mother could, could have been a black showgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she becomes a black showgirl herself and gets kind of caught up in what, you know, ends up being quite a sordid world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really interesting. Uh, I was writing this a little bit before the Rachel Dozel uh, scandal broke mm-hmm. and this idea of, of what is race, that we perform race, that it's constructed. This idea of cultural appropriation is something that's really fascinated me for you know for many years, and has kind of been seen in my work. And so that whole Rachel Dozell kind of scandal broke out, which I thought was really interesting parallel in this idea about you know being fair-skinned as opposed to you know what is what is what is racially identifying. So um, mm. in dance films, the dance protagonist is always you know has to somehow. Change themselves in order to succeed, but in the end, it's always like who they are in the inside that makes them special anyway. So I thought it was really interesting in terms of what is what is that hero's journey yeah. for someone like Jimmy Jones, who doesn't fit this traditional idea of Aboriginality.
0: And so, ha- how are you um, have you gone about um, kind of? Using all of these themes as well, but uh, just in terms of the medium of theatre, because you've got obviously a, a history of, uh, of playwriting, um, but also in sort of writing for TV and and the screen. Um, what's the uh, and especially you know ad- adapting a film versus adapting a, a play? How's it been kind of uh, working with a theatre, but starting off with a film as your source?
1: Oh look, um, film and theatre. It's for me, you know, story's a story. Uh, and you know the technicalities of it, which are like so boring. Um, things like once they re- like once you realise there's a dance film, there's certain tropes and there's certain you know story structures and journeys that we're really familiar with. And the thing, I guess, you know, the difference between theatre and film is film a lot more kind of happens because it happens quicker than yeah. in theatre. But the great thing about theatre and what I love about this show is that it, and I, you know, I, I write for a lot of different mediums and, you know, unfortunately a lot of my time my love always goes back to theatre, yeah. um, is that, you know, it's the, the, the stage is just a realm of possibility and it's this yeah. realm of imagination and it's one of the only times you can actually lock your audience in the room yeah, with yeah. you to make them watch what you're putting yeah. on stage. So yeah. it was kind of, um, yeah. it was actually, like, it was actually really um, exciting to yeah. put something like that on stage. And how
0: was it, because um, obviously you, you wrote the show, it's kind of your vision, uh, how was it collaborating with uh, you know, other people, including a director, and do you think that they've kind of carried your vision across?
1: Oh, but my whole career is collaborating with, like, directors and actors. It's not really my vision, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like that's a very kind of um, incorrect conceit about writers within any type Uh of, you know, performing arts sector is that you're just, like, one cog of the machine. And so, yeah, you kind of come up with the DNA of the show, but everybody creates the baby going to go with that metaphor <laughs> yeah. um yeah and so like the directors do things i never could have been able to do or foresee the same with the actors they they embody it and they become it and it's completely different to what you've written yeah. so it's an amazing team it's an amazing cast of actors i can't believe how lucky i've gotten with with the, the, the team of creative
2: fantastic and just before we finish up nikia um just tell us a bit about satire. You've obviously got a background in satire, and this play is um, very much a satire. What do you think of the hallmarks of a really good satire?
1: I think um, a really good satire has something to, like m- like makes leaves you asking questions. Hmm. I think the worst type of satire makes you, like, leaves you feeling smug Mm. um, and pleased with yourself for having watched it. Mm. Uh, That doesn't do anything, that just lets smug people be smug. Um, So that's why, for me, I tend to, a lot of my satire as well tends to be pointed at the left and even within the Aboriginal community itself. and that really interests me, whether that be from, you know, black comedy, uh, black cabaret was the show I had, with, was my first show with Mulhouse, um, to now black like, showgirls. I really have a theme going here with the names, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Um, I think, for me, the best type of satire is that satire that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and makes you ask questions. Because I think within any type of conversation, whether you're coming at it from the left or the right, from the top or the bottom, if mm-hmm. that conversation doesn't make you critique your own thoughts or the own bias in which you see things, then it's kind of useless. Mm-hmm. So I you know, I think, for me, as a writer, like a lot of my own work tends to be... Uh, question in response to the work that preceded it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, that's the best kind of satire. Mm-hmm.
2: Nikki, we could talk to you for hours about this, but I'm afraid we are going to have to... Re- <laughs> just <for laughs> one more time, sorry, where uh, Black Girls is showing?
1: Yeah, so Black Show Girls Show is at Malt House, mm-hmm. and it's from November the 11th to December the 4th, I think. I'm so bad, I'm so <laughs> bad with dates.
0: <laughs> is there anywhere people can go if they want more information?
1: Yeah, just go to, uh, just Google Malthouse Theatre um, and jump on their website.
0: Beautiful. I'm sure they will. Well, thanks very much, Nakia, for talking to us. Uh, Hope you have a great rest of the day and good luck for the show as well. Sounds fantastic.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thank you for speaking to me. Have a great day. Yeah, Wonderful.
0: Course. Thank you very Please much. Have on good Nation, good and you're about to hear David Bowie with Space Oddity. Thanks very much again to Nakia for speaking to us about Black Showgirls. You can find more information about that on the Malthouse House Theatre's website.